Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today, we're taking a look at a new company, Harbor Diversified, ticker HRBR. Joining me to introduce the company is breakout investor Florian Buschek. But first, a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by visiting the Apple or Android app stores. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Harbor Diversified, ticker HRBR. You know, Florian, uh, I'll admit, I know that this is a regional airline. I know that it's been uh, poking around to the platform for a while, but you're going to be the first person who really comes out with a bold statement on uh, why breakout investors should be interested in the company. What can you tell us about Harbor Diversified? So I think if I had to summarize the situation, I would say HRBR is a stock that is quite safe, especially in this volatile environment, and still has a very good upside. So I think you can expect in terms of upside, at least a double or something like that. And the chance that the stock goes down material from here is very, very low. So it's a regional airline, but all their flights are exclusively for United. And they do this under a capacity purchase agreement. And basically United uh, decides which, which flights, which routes, it pays um, all the costs, for example, for fuel. And Air Wisconsin basically just executes that on behalf of United. And all right, so Harbor Diversified and Air Wisconsin are the same thing. And they've got airplanes and crews and United decides, decides how to utilize them, having purchased that right from the company at some point in the past. Okay, got it. That's correct, yeah. So HRBR has been for the longest time basically just a shell. And in all silence, they took over Air Wisconsin. And at some point in 2020, um, some shareholders forced them to start reporting again to the SEC because they crossed this threshold of, I think, 100 shareholders or so. And that's when the stock went parabolic from basically 70 cents or so, from 7 cents to the current $2, something like it's a, that. It's an interesting story. Do you Have you looked into it? What was HRBR created to do? Why was it just sitting around as a shell company? I think it was a failed biotech or something like that. That's actually ah. quite, quite usual. You have a company that completely fails and the stock just keeps trading. Somebody owns a lot of it. And it's basically just a shell with some NOLs and things like that. And uh, it's quite often the case that you do something like an acquisition or a reverse merger, something like that to preserve the sure. NOLs. Sure, sure. Yeah. Acquiring a shell company makes sense for some financial guys. But are the guys that took over HRBR, to your knowledge, are they airline guys? They are airline guys, yeah. And in fact, insider ownership is very, very high. I think the CEO alone owns 40% or so. And this management has been with Air Wisconsin for a very long time. And they are very, very savvy. So I would not think they do anything stupid. All right. Well, tell me the story now. If United has control over what they do, what's the play here from an investor angle? So the interesting thing is, so first of all, HRBR is extremely cheap. It, it's trading below liquidation value. They have more cash on the balance sheet than the market cap. 
they have very low debt. So even if you if you put it if you put all together, it's far below liquidation value, and it's extremely profitable. Just last quarter, they made something like sixteen million U.S. dollars in earnings. And I'm accounting already for a payroll subsidy against a market cap of 118 million. So it's extremely cheap. So the catch is this purchase agreement between United and HRBR that is running only to 2023. And then that is basically gone. And it could be that there's no revenue generation left. That's a downside. But if you just if you just sum it up how much cash flow is going to be generated until then. The worst case scenario is something like $3 or so in liquidation then. If they liquidate, we don't know what they're going to do. All right. So I've seen this before. It's, it's uh, you know, the, the market is in a very much of a growth mindset. So if they see a one-time event or an event that's going to end, they, they uh, give you a stub of the, of the potential value created. It's, it's, it's uh, something in the nature of being a public market investor. Private markets would never do this. They wouldn't discount um, cash that's either on the balance sheet or going to be on the balance sheet in the way we're seeing public market investors do it. But here, um, there's a good reason for it. Clearly, the people who took control of the shell acquired uh, the rights or the assets of uh, Air Wisconsin really don't care that much about being a public company. They're using the shell for their business purposes and they're creating value. And they're not screaming from the rooftops that um, the situation that you just described exists. So it creates an this opportunity. Is, this for, is an excellent point. They are not screaming for a rooftops, uh, exactly the opposite. The only way they communicate is with SEC filings that are absolutely necessary, like 10 Qs. Otherwise, there's zero communication, zero. So then there is a reason for investors, passive public market investors, to be a little cautious. Uh, the, the management, the owners, the control owners, aren't doing this to benefit their external outside shareholders. So how are you comfortable that in 2023, your interests as a shareholder will be respected? I mean, the question you have to ask yourself is, how can this management team screw you as a shareholder? But as I mentioned, the CEO alone owns more than 40% of the company. So the interests are quite a bit aligned here. And I should also mention the company is buying back stock very actively. And management is quite savvy. So most likely they will not go into liquidation because why do go through all the trouble then? So well, you said that they're airline guys. So maybe, maybe they exactly. use this as a vehicle to acquire the business. Maybe they keep it, maybe they don't. But um, more than likely, they're not seeing their future as a growing public company. If anything, they'll try to take it private, maybe uh, via a take under. Right. Or they pursue some other activities like uh, logistics, anything like that. Um, so, I mean, the point is, However you think the story continues in 2023, it can be worse than liquidation value. All right. So how do you play this? Are you thinking it's going to be discovered and run up, or are you playing it for the post-23 eventuality? My idea is when they file their 10K filing, 
in let's say probably a month or so maybe in one or two months they should disclose what is happening with this contract with united because most likely they are in negotiations and it's well possible that there is going to be a follow-up contract so we know the contract has not been renewed but it's well possible that we find out what is going to come instead well, it makes sense to me that United is holding off for as long as possible with all of the COVID disruptions. They don't want to lock in a contract that um, is priced higher than necessary. Uh, have you got any sense of competition? Uh, is there anybody else extant in the area that uh, could take the business away from Harbor? No, not at all. Okay. I'm not, not at all worried about that. It should be mentioned that United has announced that they will phase out the smaller aircraft, the type of smaller aircraft that Harbor Diversified owns, but they won't phase out all of them. So it's not, it's not quite clear um, if Harbor is, is meant by that, but we know these, this agreement has not been renewed, but you just, we can be quite sure that there will be some follow-up. Well, you just invoked an interesting thing. You've mentioned that uh, liquidation value. So do they, they, they own these planes? They're not leasing these planes like a lot of airlines do. Most of them are owned, yeah. But I think a, a very small part is also leased there. Yeah. yeah there's a pretty good market for uh, planes. And I, I would expect that regional planes are, you know, the RJs uh, are very popular right now with reduce, reduced passenger loads airlines are going to fly the smallest plane possible. So yeah, I think there's probably a, a, a good secondary market. And even if you say the fleet is all crap and, and needs to be disposed of, even if you just add up cash, short-term investments on the balance sheet right now, take away all the fleet um, and account for the current debt and the cash that is going to be generated in the coming quarters. I mean, even that you buy something for that is worth probably $293, something like that, and you get it right now for $2.20. So there's there's a pretty good floor. If you just if you just wait, you should make money. And as I mentioned, the, the stock is not very liquid, and the stock, the company is buying back stock, which puts a floor under the under the stock right now and that's why i like it so much because your downside here is is almost zero if you're happy to wait for for a year or so and in this very volatile environment um it's a perfect opportunity i think i was thinking the same thing it, it might be the perfect play for somebody in this time of uncertainty especially with respect to growth stocks value is where it's at and this is a value play so i hope this uh this podcast will spark some uh, discussion uh, on the breakout investors platform let's call it 10 minutes uh, thank you very much florian we are breakout investors this podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do Please join us for discussion on Harbor and for other small and microcap names with catalysts on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com or use our mobile app, which you can find on the Apple and Android stores. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review.
Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not breakout investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither breakout investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor, no one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.